Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Who? Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? I'm going solo again, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one, we're back. And now... This is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. Sewed a million. Coming hot at you guys and sewed. 999,600 minutes, and I'm doing this one solo. I'm going to do it real quick. Uh, we were supposed to have Brody Smith, disc golf extraordinaire, on with us today, but he got COVID. Honestly, horrible. You got to feel bad for that because it's the worst. I had COVID in December, and it was terrible. Wouldn't really wish it upon anybody, even though there's, uh, you know, everyone's like, I hope these anti-vaxxers get COVID and like, I don't know. You can't go, go around hoping people get sick just because they're not doing what you want them to do, even if it is the right thing and that's your opinion. That's just, could be a hot take, just the way I feel. You can't be wishing ill will on people. It's just, I don't know. I am inhumane, but I guess not that inhumane. I have to do some soul searching on it. Um, Olympics is done. U.S. squeaks it out, but wins. I would say, like, do we really care? But apparently people care less than us. My uncle's British, and he says people in England don't give a shit, which probably tracks. But in America, I feel like it was the least publicized I've ever seen. Maybe... We have mentioned on the show, we do a lot of shows, but we've definitely spoken about it off the air, and I've spoken about, spoken to about it with a lot of people. My whole knock on the Olympics, and we were debating, some friends and I, whether which is better, winter or summer Olympics. Um, I think it's close. I don't think it's winter by a mile. Um, I think the winter is, I think the hockey is definitely more exciting in the winter than the basketball. I mean, the basketball got off to an exciting start, uh, with the USA losing a couple games, everyone questioning them. You know, obviously basketball around the world's gotten better. Luke lost his first game uh, with Slovenia, which is unfortunate. It would have been fun to see him go against America in the finals. But even that is, I don't know. It's lost some of its allure because you had KD, but there's no LeBron. You know, not all the best players go, uh, whereas the best players for every country predominantly go uh, across the world. Now, the other races and the other, you know, events, they were just missing the superstar power. I mean, Caleb Dressel had five gold medals this Olympics, which is kind of crazy. 
but it didn't have that Michael Phelps and even Ryan Lochte type feel. There was no Usain Bolt. And as good as those guys were for the event and for the spectacle, it now is like drained it a little bit because they are deprived of that superstar. There was no bridge gap of guy gassed up and I, or girl gassed up. You know, it was kind of clouded by the, the Shakiri Richardson situation. And that was really the most we heard about the Olympics for by and large as big of an event as it is. It almost seemed like people were, okay, we missed it last year. Let's just make up for it and get get through it kind of thing. It was not well televised. They Not even well, like, ske- people weren't even aware of the schedule. And it's, I mean, it just goes back to the whole point of, like, there's no surprise or shock value anymore. So the event would happen. There'd be the ticker on ESPN. Woj would tweet it out, like, it's already before it even is final. And then we'd have to watch it that night. First of all, I don't know why it's just not televised live. You catch it, you catch it, you don't, you don't. But definitely no one's going to really, not many, but less people are going to watch it if they already know what happens. There's no, like, sense of discovery. It's almost confusing what's going on. I mean, look, you could have it on as white noise in the background, but the lack of superstar or the lack was, you know, and the lack of, and just the lack of coverage or the timing was just not great, and people kind of were over it. I don't... Sports, this is like the dead time of sports. And you would think the Olympics would thrive. We're going to say dead time. Baseball is August. We had that crazy week of free agency in the NBA. NFL's starting up but not really kicked in. And we had the Hall of Fame inductions, which were amazing. So it's just starting to kick into high gear. But it's still that kind of period of like, okay, it's just baseball but not really crazy heated race. I will say baseball across the board, the races are the way that at least they're being you know covered are are better than they have been in the past like i mean there's some serious like the al east is a death trap there's some good coverage going on there the Sox are crumbling as we speak um yankees are thriving even though they can't stay off the covid list at this point which is embarrassing blue jays have one of the best lineups in baseball and the rays just for some reason or another are an unbelievable organization doing it with zero dollars and zero cents Getting great coverage, nonetheless, we're not in September yet, so it's not really getting hot and heated. It is kind of the dead period, so you would have thought the Olympics thrived. I'm wondering if people are just, just need a break from the television. If that's a, if that's a subject, if that's like a, if that's a, if that's an issue. It's all that we had for like, realistically, five, at least five, six months. People just want to be out and about, not glued to the TV. I think that hurt the Olympics as well. People just not wanting to sit there and watch TV all day, every day. Like, we just did that. It's all we had to do. Some of us alone. Some of us didn't even have roommates or significant others or just whoever the fuck you live with. Throughout this whole ordeal in the past, I don't even, God knows how long we've been doing this, year and a half. Like, you know, really though for like four or five months where we were just locked down. And I think people just need a reprieve. So I think it's di- it just had a different allure than it typically does. It seemed like we were just trying to get through it and not to knock any of the athletes because there were some crazy, crazy accomplishments um, across the board. Well, first of all, like Bird and Tarasi winning five gold medals all time is just absolute chaos. That means they've been to, well, they obviously have been to five Olympics. So over the course of 20 years, they've won five gold medals, which is just absolute dominance. 
across. I, that is like one of the most un- unbelievable feats in sports. I heard it today. It's insanity. Dominance, five gold medals, a pop. You have Allison Felix. She's got seven Olympic gold medals. She's been dominant. From She's been in the game. Her first gold medal was, I'm, I'm looking this up right now, Olympic Games. She hit one, 2008. 2008, and she won one in 2020. So over 12 years, or 2021 technically. They're also calling it the 2020 Olympics. It's like, what? Why? That's ridiculous. It was ridiculous to me. Anyway, she got 10 medals total, 7 golds. First one in 08. This one in 2020. That was incredible. Great showing by the female athletes, which is obviously what we love to see. Um, a lot of good showing by the male athletes, too. The men's track was meh. But there was just no one that had the allure. There was no, like, there was just no Phelps or Bolt. And they're two of the most well-known, exciting, and dramatic athletes we've ever seen. Record holders, crazy finishes, just dominance across the board. And if no one's breaking their records, like even five medals, yeah, it's not Phelps's though. It's not Michael Phelps' level. It's not even Mark Spitz' level. So I think that hurt the Olympics a little bit. Overall, I give the Olympics a meh. Obviously amazing for the athletes. Crazy what they're doing out there. I saw one event where it's like I was watching on my buddy and someone's like, the, 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 you know, the Winter Olympics has all these crazy events that go down. Crazy. Like there's different kinds of events. And as he's saying that, I'm watching these guys like on one leg, like doing like slalom rowing. It was like, what's the stand-up paddleboard? But they're rowing like savages in a straight line for God knows how long. On like one knee, it's like, I'm like, what even sport is this? What I know it's like it's like some kind of rowing, but what? It doesn't get much more unique than that. Amazing what they accomplished. It just what did what did Phelps do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was eight. I wanted to look it up. I don't want to just go eight. Eight off the top of my head. I was ninety percent deep. Jack Hobbs. It was eight, but he did eight in Beijing, which is like as good as Dressel's five is. It's not. People need to see the biggest and the best and the breaking and in sports these days. Show them something they've never seen before, which by and large is getting harder and harder to do, unfortunately, because we've been around a hot minute. I'm not going to complain about that, but it's getting harder to show them something they haven't been able to see in quite some time. That's my Olympic hot takes. So I feel it's what's going on there. We got the NBA Summer League going down. Take it with a grain of salt. It's fun. It's exciting. The Rockets are young. The Pistons are young. And they'll probably beat up on some of these other teams. We'll see. But then it's a completely different ball game. Because, yeah, you may have the best young guys, but the best young guys pale in comparison to the best vets. And the best vets, obviously, are not playing in the summer league. And the teams that are championship-caliber teams don't have as good, sometimes don't have as good of young players because they're drafting later. Boom. There you go numbers science but it's exciting there's some guys that are balling <sighs> Davion Mitchell had a good start which was really exciting for me because I don't know I, I don't know why I'm about to go on a diatribe of Kings basketball but here we go we're just going back on a diatribe about basketball in general I think we're slowly inching away 
from a situation where we just where teams are taking young projects. I was talking about some Knicks fans. I'm in New York right now. Lakina, Knox. These guys were just projects. And could they have been great? For sure. For sure they could have been great. I mean, you know, they maybe they still can be serviceable. Knox is young as hell. Nilakina is not exactly ancient either. They could still be serviceable. But obviously they're not going to be worth the lottery picks they were. I think it's safe to say that. If you can't develop the projects, then you blew it. Rather, teams are looking at guys like a guy like Davian Mitchell. All right, they're looking at guys like Halliburton who still dropped farther than he should have, and going, "Okay, these are guys are developed players who have their skill sets built skill skill sets built out a bit. Maybe their ceiling's a bit lower, but their floor is higher." You look at a guy like Spida, a guy like Kawhi, guys who play you know, guys who played long Clay, Steph, Dame, CJ. Not to say these one and done guys. Zion is excellent. Tatum's great. You got Jason Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown, sorry. Um, shout out to Jason Brown, whose podcast is on our network. That was the confusion there. But Jalen Brown, one of my favorite players in basketball. I mean, he's got a lot of the one and done guys, and, the, and those are just the top of my heads, are great too. That being said, a lot of the veteran college players are proving to be better and better in the NBA than they have been in the past. In the past, it's like, okay, this guy's old. We're going to pass on him. He'll just be a bench guy. But no, gone are those days. Um, the college vets are performing better and better in the NBA. Their skills, again, are more developed. They're better shooters, and the whole NBA is built around shooting. Uh, so their shot's better, more consistent. And that's not something you have to build. And I think the Kings, I don't want to say it, because I think they're a bad franchise, but have been moving in the right direction. And he had a really good start to the summer league, and I think that's going to end up being an excellent pick. I got absolutely shanghaied on the couch. Everyone was calling me like a crazy person for saying Kai Jones <clears throat> out of the University of Texas is going to be the next Giannis. I mean, obviously not. The guy's a freak. But a Giannis-type player, in a sense where he's cut from the cloth of Raw started the game young. I mean, older when he was older. Started the game when he was older, so he's young in the game. Hasn't been playing very long, but already gets better and better each time out. His skills are growing exponentially. He's six eleven, uber athletic. The dunk he had Sunday night was catastrophically good. I think he's got insane potential. I don't want to say it was a bad move the Knicks moved him because we don't know yet. But they could be looking back on that and regretting it heavily. I really think this Kai Jones kid, sky's the limit. But again, he is not a lottery pick. He's a guy they took later after the lottery, mid-first, a little after the mid-first. That's when you could start taking flyers on these guys. If, you're take, if you have a top 10 pick, you want to take the best player available or the guy that can service you the best. Taking a project always scares me. Maybe I'm soft, and projects do sometimes work out, of course. But that's just my thought process on the whole situation. What else we got? I'm not going to keep everybody long. I'm not going to make a meal out of this. Baseball, the Red Sox are killing me. I don't, know how to, I don't understand the Giants. If you would have told me the Giants would have the best record in baseball a third of the way through August, I would have... I would have, my mind would have been blown. 
I would have been like, yeah, I'd blow a homeless guy. Probably would have said something like that, ridiculous like that. It's something ridiculous like that. But yet, here we are. Dodgers are like four games back. The Giants have a better lead than the Astros do on the A's. And the same lead the Rays do on the Red Sox. And they have the best record in baseball by a few games. The Mets are collapsing in absolute biblical fashion. It's We know DeGrom is a disaster. It's their best player. No Lindor is a disaster. It's the the guy the Mets cannot. They're the New York IL. It's frightening. I mean, look, kudos to the Braves adding all these bad. Bring is the Adam Duvall gets traded to the Braves every year. My own crackers at the truth. Phillies have won eight in a row. Zach Wheeler is about to win the Cy Young in New York's face. That old GM Brony Vander Nutsack. He he. He queefed in that deal. Oh, Zach, Zach Wheeler's not good enough to do a contract though. Suck me, dude. I wasn't high on the contract, admittedly, but like again, I'm not an evaluator of talent for baseball. Just talk about this bullshit. He should have had the wherewithal to realize the potential was there for this kid, and now he's about to A, lose the division, and B, the Phillies are going to win the same. Another thing I was wrong about, Bryce Harper being overrated because he might be my MVP pick in the NL. Is that ludicrous at this point? FTJ, if he misses like the rest of the year and has to have shoulder surgery, it might be too little, too late. The AL is insanity because Vlad is having an all-time season. There's no way he can win it. If Vlad puts up, Vlad may put up 50 homers, bet over three, bet 318, which in today's game is crazy. Lead the league in RBIs and absolutely get slammed and barely strike out which is commonality in baseball these days and not zero percent chance of winning the mvp because this guy has 37 home runs and a sub three array and it is the most ridiculous thing it's a, it's a video game it's a video game freddie freeman could he have a chance could freddie freeman have a chance and he's been on fire as it stands, right? I mean, look, Degrom out. Degrom might not even win the Cy Young anymore. Degrom may not even win the Cy Young anymore. Soto, team's not good enough, but he should get a look. Machado, if Machado can keep it up. It's like, but then you got like a guy like Mookie Betts, who's kind of. It's going to be an interesting race to see when's the NL Cy Young. If Mookie, if Bryce Harper could kind of take off, if Juan Soto could really start putting putting it together and race his average above three hundred, and FTJ continues to miss time, and if Juan Soto could somehow, some way, get his on base percentage like four forty, which is I don't think is possible, then he could sneak it out. Who I think I said he was my MVP pick before the year, and that's the only reason I'm pulling for this nonsense. I mean, FCJ, it's a sh- I mean, injuries, it's a shame. The guy's an absolute world-class player. I love Starling Marte, too. So random, but I, I think he's excellent. Trey Turner has a shot. Like, if Trey Turner absolutely turns it on and goes balls to the wall and is the catalyst for the Dodgers overtaking the Giants, he could win MVP. Wouldn't be surprising. Dark horse pick right there. Don't necessarily think his on-base percentage is high enough. And this is all, again, pending on the amount of games for Nando Tatis. He's only played 87, which is crazy considering he has 31 home runs. But if he plays less than 120 games, I can't foresee him winning the MVP. 
I think that's a, just a tough sell. He plays like 115 games and winning the MVP is kind of it's kind of bonkers, in my opinion. What's the least? I'm looking at this up. Least was it Josh Hamilton? Amount of games winning MVP. It's an interesting. Cobb Malone. That's 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 the NBA. Fewest by an MVP in a season with 49 games. Well, that was like the last. Was that, that must have been the lockout year. I hate that. Oh, that's the lowest. Just shut up. Seriously, I will find out another time and report back next. Report back next time on the chair trip. We have some cool guests lined up. I hope they all come through. But yeah, that's really it. I mean, look, let's not make a meal of this thing. The Hall of Fame speeches were insane. Couple things I was wondering. If Tom Brady, if Bledsoe doesn't get, if Bledsoe's injury is the most vital injury in all of sports. It is the biggest injury in sports history. Not only do we not get Tom Brady, how many Super Bowls do you think Peyton Manning wins if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt? There has never been a bigger impact on sports injury-wise than Drew Bledsoe, and I'll die on that hill. If Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, Tom Brady doesn't get in the game, who knows what happens to the Patriots franchise, what happens to Peyton. We're talking about Peyton Manning, who's probably, probably, as far as throwing the football, the best to ever do it. The Sheriff, five-time MVP, two-time champ in his own right. And it's without a question that Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. There's no one even doubting it remotely for a hot second. Guy's got more rings than I've had girlfriends. And I wonder if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, what happens to Peyton Manning? How many does he have? Messi's going to PSG. I don't know enough about European soccer to really have a serious take, but it's... I wish he was going to the Premier League. That would have been fun. Ole Miss, 100% vaxxed. Megatron's going to the Hall of Fame, which is... The Detroit... Fuck the Lions, dude. Trade him and let him go play somewhere that would have been fun. And let him... Let's see him on a competitive team. I love Stafford, but that was that was never... It was never going to work. It was never going to happen. What if he played for the Packers? That would have been epic. Or any... I eat anybody. I would have rather... Even the Steelers. I said it. I would have rather him played for the Steelers, which is crazy. That would have been exciting. Anything else we got to do here? Josh Allen got paid. Not a surprise. Um, he's Someone was saying they'd rather Deshaun Watson than Josh Allen, which is, even without the legal issues, after the year that Josh Allen had, and as he exponentially grows, I mean, look, Deshaun's great. I think I think Josh Allen is blown past him. There's my two cents on that debate. Allen versus Watson. Not Swanson, Watson. All right, that's my cue. I'm tired. Uh, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. We're going to full count. Rip that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. We love you. We love you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.